Hey everyone, welcome to CT Startup. This is Chris, and I'm joined by Eric and Andrea today, and our guest is David Emery of RhinoGuard. David's a recent transplant to Connecticut, and he brought with him the idea of RhinoGuard, which is a surgical mask insert that helps reduce uh, unpleasant odors, though it has a wide range of applications outside of the hospital setting. In the course of our interview, we spoke with David about the difficulties of scaling up from making this out of his home and you know manufacturing a much larger scale. So enjoy. This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. Our product, RhinoGuard, supplements that mask, and its purpose is to help block, counteract, absorb, and adsorb malodor. Uh, it was sort of born out of necessity. Uh, my co-inventor, uh, Angel Pontigo, she is a nurse practitioner and emergency room nurse, and they often encounter malodor when they're doing their work. And the, the just sort of typical disposable face mask that we're all uh, familiar with does nothing for odor. It's simply to block airborne pathogens that, are, mm. that float on the air in little water droplets. Uh, and so most nurses and uh, people in healthcare industries and, and other industries where there is significant odor uh, have all sorts of uh, sort of things that they, they use instead to try and block that odor so that they can focus on the work. They might put Vicks Vapor Rub under their nose. They might suck on a Lifesaver. Uh, a doctor I was talking to the other day carries a bag of Dunkin' Donuts ground coffee in his pocket for, for, for uh, those times when you just really need to smell something other than what's in front of you. Um, and so that's, that's sort of the, the genesis of this product. Mm -hmm. that, that's actually kind of uh, funny. The reason why I'm like smiling is because so my uh, fiance, she's a nurse. And so she's, she's given me all these, you know, stories of what's happening in the room and, uh -huh. and so forth and so on. So like, I'm, I'm always kind of thinking, I'm like, I, I have a, you know, I could just imagine a smell and kind of start gagging. Mm -hmm. So, so for, you know, like she's like telling all these things and I'm just not thinking about it, but you know, I could, I could see this being useful for her. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there are significant physiological effects of malodor, right? Gagging, in, inability to focus, uh, vomiting. Um, Super distracting when it's just like yeah. a stench. Yeah. And so the people that have used this, uh, Angel and, and a lot of um, EMTs and ER nurses, and you know, we've had it in the field in, in a lot of different scenarios, but they all are able to stay in the scene next to the, the patient and get things done far longer than their, their colleagues who are next to them that don't have this. And part of it is that they're not dealing with the odor the same way that their colleagues are. And so it's, it's been a very valuable tool for those people. Wow. So this is all new for me, and I'm sort of... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really think about that side no, of the job, did you? I didn't. Uh, thank God for you. <laughs> well, right? well. I, this is great. I, so, so help me understand. So this is basically an insert 
into a com any commercially available surgical mask, and you can you know you can buy the surgical masks in a drugstore. Uh, but obviously, they're useful on the job for you know anyone who wears a surgical mask. Uh, yeah. the, the idea is that they come in different scents, and we're holding a lavender right now. Right? Yes, uh, you know, and one of the things that's a little different with ours is that we're using actual ground lavender. Uh, powder mm -hmm. inside, of, inside of our masks. Uh, and so one of the challenges we've had actually manufacturing this is that um, introducing powders into a, a manufactured environment can be problematic. Mm. It's not impossible, but it, it does create some additional challenges. Uh, and so, you know, we've been told, oh, well, we, you can just buy the material pre-scented with lavender, right? But it's, it's a chemical-based or, you know, they're using some chemicals plus an oil and then sort of spraying that on. And it doesn't have the same sort of pleasant scent that ground lavender flower has. Um, <clears throat> and so we've uh, worked really hard to not re, uh, recreate or reinvent something that already exists. We don't need to create masks, right? Every, every doctor's office in, in the, the country or in the world, basically, is going to have and use disposable face masks on a daily basis. Yeah. And so nurses and other people are supplementing that mask with something else to help them deal with the scent. And that's what this product is to do. That's fantastic. So it just has a little adhesive on one side. Uh, and then it sticks to the inside of the face mask. He's showing us how it works. It's very easy. Oh, so they put they put this on and then put the other mask on top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so while, while the insert is meant to be very inexpensive because this you know people are supplementing their uh, uh, disposable their disposable masks, but they're also most of the time buying this out of their own pocket, right? Yeah. Right. So we don't want this to be so in, uh, unaffordable that they can't afford to purchase them. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah, good well, business no, strategy no, no, there. No, but, no, no, uh, no, you got you got to think about that, right? Yeah. Because I assume you've talked to some. Uh, I mean, there's probably no studies yet to show that you know smelling a better smell makes you know nurses and, and doctors work longer. Because if you can prove that, then obviously they would, you know the hospitals will do it. But, <laughs> They'll be pumping the but, air for you know, like, like, yeah, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, exactly. You got to get it into the hands of the people that are going to use it and say like, hey, can can we actually get these on the floor? Yeah, you, there, I don't know that there are uh, studies necessarily that. That uh, show that directly, but there are uh, studies, you know, in aromatherapy. Mm -hmm. Right, we our, our main and first scent, the one that we really enjoy making, is actually using coffee grounds, Ooh. fresh coffee grounds. <laughs> and so we get uh, the nurses that that work overnight, that are EMTs, and they're on long shifts. They love it because they say it's invigorating. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not drinking a cup of coffee, but man, it sure reminds us of that, and it, and it energizes them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so aromatherapy does have a long history. Um, of use and uh, I, you know, we're not trying to make a medical product, but yep. lavender is something that is calming and helps you relax and can help you focus. Nice, nice. Um, so, 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 what's the? Uh, how long from the time you you, uh, you were thinking about this, the time you actually got the first manufactured run, and, and where are you at in that kind of like pro you know process? Yeah, so the idea is a few years old. Um, the co-inventor, the emergency room nurse, and now nurse practitioner. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't know her at the time, and I just met her, and she was talking to someone at the table saying, I've got this idea. It's this, you know, we've got this problem in nursing and this terrible, these terrible odors. And so I said, yeah, well, you know, I could, I could probably throw something together for you. Let's try it out. So what you have now in your hand is basically the final product. Um, it's taken a couple of years. There were, I don't know, 40, 50 different prototypes. I originally... 
uh, I didn't know how to sew, so I bought a sewing machine. I was stitching these layers together by hand. Uh, each one of these is made with love, okay? So just <laughs> keep yeah, that in yeah, mind. Yeah. Um, uh, and so now we're, we're kind of at a, an interesting crossroads because I'm, I'm producing these in uh, still by hand on my own. Um, I've been able to um, purchase a few machines, heat sealers and different things like that. So um, uh, the number I can produce is much higher than it was, say, two years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and the quality is also much better uh, and consistent. But our challenge is that to, to manufacture these in large quantity requires uh, the manufacturer to make a capital investment in some sort of um, room where they could produce our things because it has the powder. And so we're sort of in this weird intermediate place where we're, we're too big to do it by hand for much longer, but we're too small to get it into the manufacturers so that they can produce it in quantity for us the way that we would like to, mm -hmm. to fulfill large contracts, for example. Yep. Now, now, can you do it on a small scale and actually, like, you know, obviously you have a limit, right? But is it, can you still make it, like, that's profitable or, you know, semi-profitable? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much I should say. It's no, a, no, no. Yeah, but, but um, <laughs> you know, the, the retail price is basically $2.99 for the individual pack. You yep. know, that you'd hopefully just see it in the airport. And, and, uh, and people love wearing this, these things on the airplanes, too. Yeah, I was actually going to think about uh, yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what I've been wanting to yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have stories. It's not just for, <laughs> yeah. for malodor. Um, uh, and it can be on airplanes, too. Yep. But, you know, it has a lot of other uses outside of, you know, the, the ER room, for example. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. The reason why I was asking is that thinking about you said the machines to like you know to make it you're you're too big for for a big huge manufacturing, yeah. but you're kind of on the small scale. So I, I always go to like distributed manufacturing, right? Can you yeah. have like these little like centers where pe that's what people are doing, kind of a thing? So yeah, and so we we have uh, talked with several manufacturers. There's a manufacturer. Medical Device Manufacturing Expo up in Boston in a few mm -hmm. weeks that I'll be attending. It was in L.A. Uh, a month or two ago. And so I'll be going there again to um, have uh, some conversations with some of the, the smaller manufacturers um, now that I know exactly what the, the holdup is or the, the challenges with the larger ones. So, uh, we're, But, you know, the product is not difficult to produce. Mm -hmm. It's not a hard manufacturing process. Uh, and so it... It could be produced just using labor, mm -hmm. um, you know, not as profitably, obviously. Uh, if we could get these in large machines, you could stamp out 100 or oh, yeah, a couple yeah. seconds. Automation, you got you to yeah. love it. Mm. But, but it's still profitable at, you know, the sort of slow manual labor stage, too. So, How are you marketing this? At the moment, uh, because we want to make sure we solve the manufacturing problem first, um, we're just doing word of mouth. It's available on the website. Um, and we're uh, providing them to nursing students, to people in the field. And so word's getting out and uh, we're fulfilling orders as they come on based on that, uh, which is also a much easier number for me to handle <laughs> <laughs> as I'm producing them by hand personally. So, and the website is rhinoguardmask.com. Yes, it is. Nice plug. Nice plug. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Thank you. Real quick. Uh, Connecticut's kind of been trying to make this play in the biomedical sort of startup field, right? Have you now have you explored any of the options? Have you kind of like has, has anyone come to you and been like, hey, we can help you out like from a state level or like one of the quasi public, you know, things we got going? No, not yet. I am new to Connecticut. Oh, fairly new. Been here for about a year and a half. Uh, 
two full winters now um, from Los Angeles, so it's been a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to put it mildly. So I am only now really uh, sort of digging into what all the options are uh that Connecticut has. Um, I, I have spent a little bit of time at Upward Bound talking to uh, some of them. Uh, someone reached out to me from there yesterday or um, one of the companies, I guess, that's in residence there, um, you know, looking at some of their other startup events. And um, so I'm getting into it, but haven't right. found all of those yet. So what <laughs> what, uh, what brought you to Connecticut? Uh, my wife got a job. It's always that, like, other yeah. person, right? That's yeah. Like, there's always that one. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, at the time I was finishing uh, my doctorate, and so I wasn't tied down to any geographic location. I just could read and write and research from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I, And we also have a, at that point he was two, and now a four-year-old son. Um, and we figured if we're going to make a cross-country move, you know, it'd be a lot easier now than it will be, say, you mm-hmm. know, two or three or four years from from then so right. and you live in west hartford and we do live in west hartford yes yeah. great nice. well welcome nice. yeah. well, thank you <laughs> so so uh your doctorate so what was that in so again i assume you didn't kind of land on this being your uh, the end goal of your doctorate i assume right <laughs> nope this was not a product of my dissertation it was uh something that i uh started a, uh, probably about the same time actually um and it's uh not proven to be more challenging <laughs> exactly but it's uh taking taking a while to complete as well. It's a lot of work. Um, uh, but the doctorate was in uh, educational leadership, but a focus on psychology. Oh, and so uh, one of the thing, the the topics I spent a lot of time on was cognitive load, okay. right? And so mm. um, in a way, this is uh, a way to help with that. You know, cognitive load is sort of like all those outside pressures and, and things that are distracting you and keeping you from being able to to focus on what you're doing or, um, you know, just the overall challenge of something. So if, if I can provide this to a nurse who's in, in the midst of uh, uh, a, a very uh, challenging an odorous uh, patient uh, time at the hospital, and this allows her to sort of block out a lot of that and, and focus the rest of her energies on, mm-hmm. or, or his energies on getting the job done. Um, you know that that is related to that. So nice. nice. And you said you started. Um, you kind of like went down those the path of your uh, doctorate and uh, th- this venture kind of at the same time. Yeah, roughly. There's a little bit of a gap, but yeah, the yeah. the majority of work happened at the yeah. same time. I get so I I get it was much easier to uh, your, on your cognitive load to be able to think <laughs> about this in terms of your dissertation. You're like, listen, how can this help with with the nurses? Right? It was it was you made the connection much easier, right? <laughs> and, yes. And so it just gives you the freedom. You're, you're like, yeah, you know, I should do this, right? <laughs> well, you know, uh, when I started that, my my wife was pregnant with with our son. Oh, and so not another challenge too. You're well, just like, you know. there was that, you know, and and, and I, I think I lost 15 pounds when that happened. Because she you know, couldn't smell anything, yeah. it's like, all right, we've got to we've got to fix this because I'm starving. Um, <laughs> and so it's like, okay, lavender can't do the coffee with you because that that's no good. But the lavender, right? And yeah. so um, there were a lot of things that sort of all combined at once to to uh, help us with this product. Yeah. Endless applications, <laughs> yes. endless. Okay, fantastic. What would you like our listeners to know? That although. Uh, the product was born out of a need in the medical field. It's not actually just a need in the medical field. You, you have a lot of um, 
uh, home health care situations, too, where you might have uh, someone who's sick at home. <laughs> and I'm sure we can all imagine a few different scenarios um, where this would be uh, helpful if you're doing work, if you're, I don't know, say, in, in plumbing or uh, doing something out in the garage and, you know, spray painting or, or you know, anything that creates odor that can dis- that's distracting you from what, uh, what you're trying to do. Uh, this has applications. A, a friend of mine in New York City, she was walking every day to work past numerous, very smelly alleyways. And so she yeah. asked me, <laughs> David, can you send me a bunch of these? Because I have to walk past this every single day. Right. right. So it's... Um, My husband would have used these to change diapers. Your husband's so. a smart man. <laughs> either, either that or it was all an excuse. <laughs> baby, and, uh, baby guard. I think I yeah. know which it was. <laughs> a diaper guard. Well, yeah, it's it's <laughs> easy to change the name for a certain application. There, there is a, um, a video on the website, and you'll see a picture of a much younger version of my son, uh, whose position at the company is the resident malodor maker. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gotten much better now that he's older. But um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Again, Product testing again, yeah. trying to wrap it all in, wrap yeah. it all. It's in. a family business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. thank you very much, David. Well, thank you all for having me. It's been great. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. We would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make this show possible. See you next week.